Welcome to the Conscious Living Podcast, conversations to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. An uplifting and inspiring series of conversations and talks with your host, Jackie Woodside. We are educating minds, empowering lives, and enlightening souls to create a world where love prevails. In this engaging podcast, we deliver exciting, positive, transformative talks and teachings designed to elevate your life. Now, let's join our host, Jackie Woodside, for this week's session. Hi, everybody. Jackie Woodside here for another episode of the Conscious Living Podcast. We are committed to educating, empowering, and enlightening our world. That is the purpose, the goal, the mission of the Conscious Living Podcast. And we bring you a series of interviews, dialogues, interesting conversations, as well as just an occasional talk just by me on this whole notion of what does it mean to live life consciously? That is a topic that it feels like we could discuss for the ages and maybe has been discussed for the ages. And this week, I'm so excited to dive in with a dear friend and colleague of mine who's really just a person who is leading this charge, leading this this initiative, this commitment, this energy to be living a conscious life. Reverend Tony Cryer is a renowned minister in the unity faith tradition and the unity movement. He is the senior minister of Unity on Cape Cod. Unity, is, it, is that it? You, the name of your church, Unity of Cape Cod? Yes, it is. Uh, and so, Tony, thank you for being here with us. And I'll invite you to say a few more things about yourself to help our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Thank you, Jackie. I'm, I'm just thrilled to be with you today. And uh, all I can say is I've been searching for a way to live consciously all my life. Since I was very young, I felt a very... Uh, unique, and uh, I don't know if it, how unique it was, but to me, I felt a connection to all things, to everything in the natural world, to all people, to everything in the universe. And, and I knew that the lives that human beings were living were preventing them from being aware of that connection with everything. And I was probably 13 or 14 when I began experiencing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people that uh, I tell people a lot that uh, it took me 40 years to become a unity minister. Uh, I I got the calling when I was 16 years old, but I had to do a lot of other things in order to bring all of that energy um, to a place where I felt I could serve people properly. So mm-hmm. I've been on a search for for all that time. I went around the world teaching A Course in Miracles. Ooh, I've been ordained uh, twice before Unity and other New Thought traditions. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've ran a construction business uh, for yeah. 30 years. Uh, but the biggest thing is I've always felt that there was an experience that was beyond what most people were living. And that, and that experience was available like to everyone, it, no matter where you were. And, and to find a way to communicate that has been my life's mission. Mm, I love that. And, you know, Tony, you, you, you started to dive in like right from the get-go when you said you've always had this sense of being connected to all things, all beings. And I mean, isn't that kind of the heart and the essence of what it means to live life consciously? You know, when we're yes, unconscious, I- we don't feel that connection. 
so it, it sounds like almost you came out conscious and you've been, uh, you know, experiencing and, ex and expressing that, that sense of conscious connection to all of life ever since. It's, it's a really wonderful way of doing, uh, of saying that. You know, you are a spiritual teacher, you're a minister. So you come to this with some extraordinary credentials. From, from, the, from a perspective of a new thought minister, a unity minister, how do you define living consciously or this whole notion of conscious living? How do you define that? I think it's for me taking my personal experience of the universe, yeah. spirit, God, the mystical world, those kind of experiences that you cannot really describe and bringing it into everyday life. I think that's what a minister does is make it accessible, available for everyone. I would probably characterize it as living my life as a prayer. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I just is, yeah. uh, two weeks ago on Sunday when I when I spoke, I, I said that was my you know my best spiritual practice, my highest spiritual practice is my life consciously lived. Make my life a prayer. It's beautiful. Yes, I love that. So you know, let's let's get practical. How do you do that? How does one make their life a prayer? Because normally, what we hear from a minister is, well, you've got to have a rich and and meaningful prayer life, and you know, you need to be meditating on a regular basis, your daily meditation practice. You, you might hear things in a unity church about visualizing in a gratitude list, but you know, your life, standing in the grocery store, getting gas, uh, going to the office, sending emails. How do you, how do you integrate these principles and, and into your everyday life? And if you will, make your life conscious and a prayer. There's this wonderful lesson in A Course in Miracles that says, um, there's another way of looking at the world and right after that is I could see peace instead of this. Yeah. So whatever I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at peace. I'm seeing peace. I'm seeing God. God is in everything I see. But God is only in everything I see because God is in my mind. If it's not in my mind, whatever is in my mind will be what I see. Right? Right? If I, right? Yeah. If I'm angry, if I'm frustrated, if I'm fearful, or if I'm driven by worldly desires, um, those, that's the world I see. Yeah. And that's the purpose that I give everything is to fulfill that um, vision or perception, which is the opposite of vision, the perception of myself and the world that I am holding as reality. So truly, it's letting go of your version of reality, what you think is true. I love the bumper sticker that says, don't believe everything you think. Right. I love that. It's one of my favorites. I always put that on my PowerPoint slides when I'm teaching. I, I love what you just said. And I want to understand what you mean a little bit more because it sounds right in line with where we're going with understanding living consciously. You said perception is the opposite of vision. So break that down for us a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Perception is always something that I am using in order to try to understand what I see. Yeah. And I'm, I, so I need to go into the past, my past experiences right. and, and say, okay, what is this that I'm looking at? What, what am I feeling here? What's going on? And so what I, I'm asking the wrong thing. I'm asking my past, my ego or my, you know, that hurt child or whoever my fears, I've my stored in, yeah. Whatever I've stored in my subconscious. Yeah. 
That's not where the answers are. I need to go to my superconscious mind, be a conduit for the higher energies, which will come down. That will come down and clear out my subconscious and heal myself. Right now in the presence of the one, all of that trauma of the past, all of the misperceptions about myself are healed and they cleared away. So being a, a conduit for the higher energies, or I wrote, I wrote down another way of looking at that. It's a cleaner, clearer, more pure, more loving, and more healing vibration. That's fabulous. That's really fabulous. So I, I, I love what you're saying, and I resonate very much so. But let's say we've got some listeners that are newer to this notion of conscious living. You know, some people say that these concepts are a little too out there, uh, you know, for the average person. You're talking about vibration and energy and bringing the energy down. And so uh, how can you can you make it just a little bit more if you again, tangible and practical? Let's let's say you're in the store uh, in the grocery store line. Let, and how does how does that, you know, bringing the vibration? Note, I love what you said, noticing what you're seeing. And that noticing is where the conscious living begins. So if you're in the grocery store line, seeing frustration, seeing she's not doing it right, seeing that person has 15 things and the seven things line, right? Uh, <clears throat> but, but just keep deepening it with me in, in real practical sense. You know, in the grocery store line, at the office, uh, somebody's ticking you off, not doing what you're asking them to do. Uh, let, let's, let's talk a little bit more about it you know, from a practical sense. Sure. Well, generally, we want to shut ourselves off from the people around us and what's going on around us, but unless um, they adhere to our version of, of what should be happening. Oh, right, right. When, when they don't, then we yeah. get upset, right? Life so, is good when people agree with me, and life is bad when I'm right? with other people's yeah. opinions. Yeah, exactly. Including exactly. marriages, by the way including marriages. One of the That's a whole nother topic. One of the rules in our marriage is whoever feels the strongest about something wins. That's incredible. I have a rule that there are no rules. That <laughs> my, my relationships work 100% of the time because that's what I'm committed to. Right. But it doesn't work any percent of the time if I need to be right. Exactly right. That are the caveat of our rule is because we would rather see each other be happy than be right or get our way. So I'd rather okay. be happy than for me to be right or get my way. So that's Thank the, you. the rule, right? So whoever feels this wins because I'd rather you be happy than I be right about something. I mean, just to give you a practical example, we were renovating our kitchen. And my spouse wanted these at full extension pull out drawers. So you didn't have to stick your hand down in the, into the drawer by three or four inches to get whatever was in the drawer. You know the difference between full extension, it comes out mm -hmm. all the way, versus non-full extension. You gotta stick your hand down in there. And I was like, well, all right, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me. But then I found out the full extension drawers were like a full $3,500 more money for that three inches for you to stick your hand. I was like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. And, you know, it was just like non-negotiable. My spouse was absolutely, nope, we got to have. And I was like, okay, so we have full extension drawers. And I have to admit, I'm kind of happy with them. It's much, much easier. So that's an, just a concrete example. So let's just 
you know, for listeners who are newer to this, how do you make your life your living prayer? How do you uh, so, from perception to vision? I just, this is so good, Tony. Yeah, that's a great question. So good example. If, if um, you want your spouse to be happy, if you want the cashier in the supermarket to be happy, the person behind you and the person in front of you to be happy, you do everything possible first to get in touch with your own gratitude and happiness that your life is good. And then to share that with them. When I talk about energy or vibration, it's as simple as sharing your joy with someone, smiling, yeah. saying, hi, you know, they wear name tags for a reason. Yeah. Call, call them by their name when you talk to them. Address them like they're a person, mm -hmm. not just a. If you're not going to do that, go to the automatic cash register and do it yourself. Right. Yeah, but exactly. If, if you're going to go through, to be with. Yeah, them. I go through the, the checkout because I want to talk to that person. Right. And they have something very valuable to share with you. They have a unique expression of God that only they can bring to the world, just like you. And we all need that. We need, I need your unique expression of God, Jackie, and you need mine. And so we need to be in a acceptance and exchange of ourselves without, now we're going from perception to vision. Okay. Without the perception of who I think you are. Mm. Oh, well, you got a long beard on and a hunting cap. Maybe I uh, don't like you. You're, you know, you, and this guy's got a, he's driving a Prius and has a unity sticker on his car. Maybe I don't like him. Right. Uh, right. I know who he voted for. He's right. got that unity sticker. You That's don't know. Liberal over there. I, I don't want to talk to them. Right. Right. And so we've got this barrier already built up because of our perception. <laughs> what is that? It's a story. Perception is a story we're telling ourselves it's not true. It's not true. Oh, it's not, it's never true. But vision is a story we're telling ourselves that is true, that you're a holy child of God, that you have a unique expression of the divine to bring to this world. And I want that. I, I actually need that. That's, that's how I get to know myself as divine is seeing you divine. And, and it's very very simple. What's, what's simple about it? Help me out with that. Because I think a lot of people don't find it simple, Tony. So how is it, you know, it's simple to you because you popped out kind of conscious. You popped out kind of awakened. You've been on the path for 40 years. But for somebody who's a year into this, six months into this, two years into this, what's simple about it? First of all, that everyone is just like you, exactly like you doesn't matter if I've been on this path a hundred lifetimes. I still just have today in this moment yeah. to, to decide that you are my sister and not my enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I have to make that decision. If I'm telling myself a story that somehow you're my enemy or somehow you're separate from me, then that's a decision I'm making in this moment. Now, yes, I, I know people who were, on the spiritual path for 20, 30 years. And all of a sudden it seems like they stopped making the decision. 
and, and they started telling themselves a different story. So now when I see them, you know, all I hear about is their job or politics or what's wrong with the world. And, uh, you know, did, did you hear that they killed that ISIS guy? Or what does that have to do with you and me sitting here in this moment? Yeah. Right, so I'm looking for the light in you. It's almost like people don't know what to say to each other right here in this moment any longer. Exactly. Exactly. You're afraid that so of judgment. Yeah. We're afraid of judgment. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. You know, I actually was just, I was just teaching a class before we got on to do the podcast and I was talking about just using your authentic voice, just speaking about your feelings uh, uh, and, and just saying them authentically. And I had all kinds of pushback of people saying, yeah, but, but what if people use that against you? Yeah. But what if they use your feelings to hurt you? And I said, but where are you speaking from? When you're worried about somebody taking your feelings and using that against you or to hurt you, you're speaking from fear. What if you speak from love? Fear is always of the ego. And if you speak from love, you don't, you're not lived by the ego. You say, well, if, if they use that to hurt me, that's about their, them. It's not about me. That's their walk. Yeah, but it's still really hard. Well, okay. Nobody said the spiritual path was for the faint of heart, but it's the only choice if you're really committed to living a conscious life is to move into that level of authenticity. I agree. I totally agree. I, I don't think it's easy. I, I said it was simple, but I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> they're very simple principles and they're not always easy to live by. And I think it's also a, a matter of why am I doing it? Yeah, what's your commitment, right? Why are you doing this? What's, what do you what, yeah, like, what does it bring me? It brings me more peace mm -hmm. than defending myself and, and walling myself off within my own separate story and keeping you out there. Yeah. It brings me more joy and happiness for yeah. sure. And fulfillment. Connection. Fulfillment, success, prosperity, abundance, right? adventure. So get it, Tony. Then I have to tell you, I mean, this is my frustration in life. This is my pain point, my challenge. It, you're so right. This, this level of just authentic, uh, kind of spirit-based conscious living rather than being run by the ego is so much better. It's so much lighter. People are so much happier. Then why do people resist living this way? In, in fact, I want to go a little further with that. Why do people resist living this way? Wake, awakening, uh, shedding the ego, or at least not maybe not even shedding it, but diminishing how much they're lived by the ego. And, you know, I, ju I just want to expand this notion because we're living in some very extraordinarily unique times, Tony. And, and, you know, a lot of people are worried and stressed, the political divide, the racial divide, the climate uh, debacle, the pandemic, and there's so much going on and things are changing so fast. Web three and uh, uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs and what's gonna happen with the economy. I mean, it's like my head is just spinning, right? <laughs> so, so then we have these beautiful principles that say, if, you're just lived con if you just live consciously rather than by the ego, you don't have to live in that fear. And a lot of people say like, you know, it's too late. There's too many people who have gone too far into the ego, into fear-based living. You know, what do you say to them? The people who've kind of given up hope for humanity that we can awaken. And, and then two questions, and why do people resist it so much? What are your thoughts on that? 
Okay, I'm going to answer the resistance part first. It's it's an addiction. So good, I love that. We are addicted to our conceptual mind, our thoughts. Our ego. Totally, absolutely. I wrote an article on that actually. I, I really, I did. It's called the one. It was for um, the Goodman Project, called the one addiction that you didn't know you have. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I I actually, so you we're on the same page with yeah, that. Yeah. So the remedy for it is also recovery. Right. Twelve step program is a spiritual recovery program, and that's how essentially every addict recovers from their addiction is to recover their spirit is to recover their awareness of who they are and then they don't want the substances anymore because they got what they were looking for in the first place which was themselves (laughs) their true authentic god self right that's what we're looking for which we've got a hole when we don't know ourselves we have a hole that we try to fill all those things you mentioned every single one of them are just a outpicturing of trying to fulfill that desire for self. Mm-hmm. I mean, higher self, the desire to know thyself, the desire for God, for spirit. They're trying to fill it with all of those things. Yeah. We all do it. We all have done it. We continually think, wow, if my bank account shows this much, man, I'm a good person. Then I will you know, feel this, yeah. Yeah, and, and we put notches on our wall of all of our, our accomplishments right. in form, and still the hole is there. We run out to fill it with something else. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So filling that hole spiritually, spiritual recovery, or what, what you talked about, or you called awakening, the transformation of the human mind. If we just start hanging around folks who have made a commitment to that transformation from we call it separate self-identity you were calling it the ego the ego is a is a separate self-identity an identity that seems to have power within itself an autonomy and it keep and when you feel that that is what's filling the hole you keep feeding the ego you keep feeding that self Right. And of course, we see that it can get, you know, very. It's um, all they know. All they verbose. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a lot yeah. of them, all they know is the egoic self. So how do you begin that 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 connection to something bigger, higher, deeper? Great question. That's a great question. Then we'll get back to the other question if okay. you can still I know, remember I know. it. I, too many questions. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me on track. Okay. So that's what awakening is all about. We don't know about that higher self. All we know is the ego. This is what you're, you're saying. And it's true. As human beings, this is all we think we know. Yeah. But our God self, our, our Christ self, our light, if you don't want to be religious, uh, the authentic, compassionate, loving self is always there, always has been there. And it's our one true reality. When one aspect of the ego doesn't work for us anymore, we start to feel that true self come come back and heal us. We start to feel that true self come out. And so 
what I try to do is, is meet people there at their true self. Mm -hmm. I will speak to them as if they are my best friend. If they, and, and I will pray with them and for them. I will, I will meet them, I'll do business with them. I will converse with them and have lunch with them. And so, you know, so we have a congregation that's made up of people of every, uh, spec, every part of the spectrum of socio-political beliefs, of religious beliefs, of spiritual experience, of economic conditions, of uh, sexual orientation, of um, you name it. Uh, in our spiritual center, they are here. They represent a real nice uh, rainbow or bouquet of humanity. And it just happened that way. And, and I believe it, it, it happened that way because there's an innate desire for inclusion. Mm -hmm to join with. I wanna join with you. I don't really wanna talk about outside things. I wanna talk about inside things. Yeah, I mean, Tony, what you just said, there's an innate desire for inclusion. We are certainly living in times that a lot of people would disagree with that. I mean, just this- That's because they don't wanna include. <laughs> right, right, so you're saying there's an innate desire for inclusion. Yeah, So I do. Innate desire, and yet we're living in times where, you know, white supremacists and nationalism and neo-Nazis and all of these really disturbing things to me are on the rise. How do you mm -hmm. gel the two of those? Well, it's, I call it the ego's last stand. <laughs> so the collective, the collective ego of, of uh, maybe American culture or, or humanity, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's kicking. Exactly. Its well, if you look at what's happening now um, on the borders of the Ukraine, you know, um, uh, the Russians or Putin is trying to to use an old way of relating uh, globally to other countries in a military fashion. Yeah. And and we're kind of going like, gee, that's not going to work. <laughs> right. How, yeah. how do we re and we don't even know how to respond anymore the like, Irish fishermen are all know, going out into the ocean and, and and holding their fishing boats in place so that they can't be attacked <laughs> if this was the 50s there would be a world war going on right now so we have gotten better right that's good we have and as early as the or as late as the the 1960s i think 40,000 Ku Klux Klan uh paraded down the streets of major cities, 40,000. Wow. Now we see a dozen or, or uh, <laughs> we're all- A dozen ah. guys in tan pants and everybody is all, you know. So it, yes, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely disturbing. However, it's a very small part of the dream. And I do believe that it, I will say it again, it's the ego's last stand, wow. all of this stuff. I love that. It gives me so, so, so much hope. I love it. So you're a person that is committed to spiritual growth and spiritual practices. It's part of what you teach. Share with our, our listeners, if you don't mind, for you personally, what do you think are your most, you know, a couple of your most spiritual, your practices that are most important to you? And how have those practices specifically impacted your life? Can you talk a little bit about that kind of oh. 
concept. Good question. Yeah. Your own personal experience and share a little bit of that with our, our listeners. Yeah, great question. Uh, I've been doing the Course in Miracles for a long time. Mm. Now, when you say yeah. the Course in Miracles, Tony, again, for I've been practicing the lessons um, for 30 years. It's yeah. that you follow. Okay. All of them, all 365 right. of them. And teaching and reading the Course in Miracles for over 20 years, and traveling around, reminding myself by the act of teaching others that God or love is our one true reality. That everything else is a story that we're making up. And do you like the story that you're telling yourself? That's it. Do you like the life you're living, the story you're telling yourself, how you interact with other people, the health of your body, the clarity of your mind, the clearness of your heart? Are you comfortable with that? If yes, let's keep doing what you're doing. And if not, let's do something together. Let's change our mind about what we want. So great. I have to to unanswer this phone. All right, no worries. Sorry. Okay, so it's very important for me in the morning when I wake up to say, what what kind of a day do I want to have? I want to have a day full of blessings, miracles. I claim a blessing for this day. I want to have a day of healing. I want to have a day of peace and connection and joy and prosperity. I want the flow of the universe to continue because of this day. I want the goodness to continue to flow into my life and through me because I bring immense value to the world. Mm. So I've been doing a lot of I am affirmations. Okay. And follow that with statements of truth, statements that make me feel good. And can you it's share really so simple I am uh, affirmations with us? Well, I bring immense value to the world. Okay. I, I am a perfect, whole, and complete child of God. Beautiful. I, you know, in the course as a wonderful uh, one, uh, after lesson 350, there's something that says, uh, who am I? I am God's child, complete and healed and whole, shining in the reflection of eternal love. In me is this love perfected. In me is all of heaven is, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I'm taking out all the he parts. I like to take out all the male references. Okay. But I am holy sinlessness itself. I am the heaven where this love resides. Mm. Those are beautiful affirmations. They're really powerful. Yes. And this is, this is where we should be with our I am. Yeah is going to the truth. I am the heaven. My consciousness is the heaven where everyone resides, where all love resides. Nothing else can reside there in that consciousness. So everything else that I think is a perception, it's an illusion of myself. And I'm no longer willing to hurt myself with those illusions. Mm, That's powerful. I'm no longer willing to hurt myself with those illusions. Mm -hmm. And And in relationship, it's important that you don't try to 
hurt yourself with others. You get into arguments and fights right. to hurt yourself. Be right to get your way. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so great. You know, I, I think the last argument I had with, with my wife was, I can't remember, it must have been seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Maybe longer when she said, I'm not going to let you use me to hurt yourself. Oh, that's so sweet. I love your wife. She's just amazing. And very strong because I was, you know, blaming her for something. And basically what I was doing was blaming myself for not being a good husband and not being successful enough. And all those <clears throat> misperceptions, all those perceptions I had. I was attempting to um, use another person to reinforce those mistaken beliefs about myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when she said that, I realized I have to stop that. Right. I have to forgive myself instead and, and sit with my feelings. I can't throw them off on somebody else. You have to be conscious. Exactly. You have to be conscious. And Follow the thought Yeah. when you're feeling. So this is another thing I do. It's maybe some folks wouldn't see it as quote unquote spiritual, but when I am feeling conflict, anger, fear, frustration, I follow the thought. It's a very simple, but for me, practical practice. I say, what am I thinking right now? Yeah. So I'm feeling all this anger. Stop. What am I thinking about? Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking about climate change. Or I'm fearful about this or that. Um, now, I watched the special last night on, on climate change. So today I'm all anxious. And so I said, okay, let's follow the thought. You know, your thought is, oh, we're all going to die. You know, right, right, right. Of course it how helpful is that? You're just, you're claiming we're all going to die. What kind of prayer is that? Right. <laughs> so you might not even be aware. We used to sing a song that um, our thoughts are prayers. Thoughts are prayers. I was just and we are always praying. Yeah. 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 Right. So what kind of a thought is that? You know, the world's going to explode. It's going to die. And all of those things. No. Right now, I am going to be the light of the world. What can I do? What can I, what can I think? What can I say? What can I do to make the world a better place today? Mm. You know, I'd rather have thoughts like we're going to, you know, a lot of people came to me when I first came here. said, I don't know why we didn't have solar panels on this building. I don't know why we don't do this. I don't know. And I would get the idea in my mind. Oh yeah, this, that's a good idea. Right. So I'm going to go get solar panels on the building. So follow the thought is like, take the thoughts that don't serve you. Stop doing that. Right. <laughs> and replace it with thoughts that do serve you yeah. and make you happy. That is it. That is the definition of conscious living. <laughs> right. Tony, it's so great being around you. And, you know, the, the outcome in your life is just so obvious. You know, you're, you're in a beautiful marriage with somebody who you haven't had a fight with in at least seven years. And even that <laughs> fight wasn't, you know, anything about what was wrong in your marriage. And you've got a ministry when, at a time that a lot of churches are closing down and 
you know, and really struggling. You've got a ministry that's thriving, that never stops during the pandemic, that um, is still meeting in person and, and safely and, and practicing good, you know, uh, good science and good medicine or around how to keep people safe. And people are happy and engaged. You've got enough money to do the things that you want to do. And it's just, it's so evident that these principles create an extraordinary experience in the world. So I'm so glad to know you, to work with you, to uh, occasionally get to share in your ministry and go and speak there and, and, uh, and just be your friend. Know, like I'm just happier knowing that your energy, your vibration, your mission are being fulfilled on this planet. So thank you so, so much. Any last thoughts you want to share with us? Oh, thank you, Jackie. Well, yeah, there is, there is one because I'm, yeah. I'm always looking to move forward. Um, one thing that we would love to see here on Cape Cod, it's a retirement community, is, is families and children. And I would love to be able to share the unity principles. Mm. Uh, we at one time had um, a thriving youth ministry and, and they all grew up and they oh, went yeah. off to college, yeah. <laughs> which that, that happens. For sure. And, and I just want to see, because I, I feel like this is uh, something that is very needed in our society is, is young people with spiritual principles, yeah. not just living the materialistic life. So how do people find you and, and your ministry? I know you've also got an, quite an online presence. You have your own podcast. You have a YouTube channel. So how can people yes. follow you? Um, Unityoncapecod.org. And all of our information should be there. We're also on Facebook, uh, Unity on Cape Cod, a spiritual center. Uh, hashtag a positive path for living will, will pop up. Uh, the podcast is called A World Powerfully Transformed. And it's on every uh, podcast platform, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any anywhere you want to go. Uh, I do exactly what you do without the video. It's an audio version. Okay. Uh, having a conversation uh, with people who are committed to living consciously and to bringing more light and, and more uh, compassion to this world. Beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you for your mission. Thank you for your generosity and your time of being here with me and all of our listeners at the Conscious Living Podcast. I'll look forward to our next time together, Tony. Until then, you take good care. Thanks, Jackie. You too.